Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitaly, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. Tonight, 5.30, pregame Blues and Red Wings. You'll hear from Alex Ferrario. You'll hear from Chris Kerber and our next guest via the 101 ESPN Celebrity Line, Joe Vitale. What's up, Joe? What's up, boys? Doing well. So we won't see our guy David Perron, I guess, huh? That's not great. A little suspension yeah, for Perron here. Yeah, I was going to say, not, uh, not good for David Perron. We were expecting to hopefully see him back back here in St. Louis again. He's been back He's been back before, obviously, but it's always good to see David Perron again. You know, the league, the league came down pretty hard on him, and, you know, six-game suspension. And, you know, after looking at that hit again, a pretty, pretty egregious cross-check right to the head, and it's unfortunate for David because, you know, he's going to miss some games here. And, but at the same time, you know, you know, to be fair, he, he definitely went over the line. But at the same time, you have to always appreciate, you know, David Brown's passion, not only for the game, but, but sticking up for his teammates. He saw his captain down and he went after a guy. And a very old school of him, but as they say, you got to pay the piper. Uh, Joey, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but I didn't mind it. I really didn't. You know, I, it was a, a little over the top for today's standard. But what I liked about what David Perron did, unfortunately, he got the wrong guy. Um, he he <laughs> cross-checked the wrong guy in the side of the head. But what I liked about it is it was an uncharacteristic play by a guy for his captain. You know, and guys that are pulling together, sticking up for each other. I think that's lacking sometimes in the NHL now is where teams have guys that aren't supposed to do that job stepping up to defend their teammates. This crossed the line a little bit. It was a six games worthy. I don't think so. But overall, I thought the thought was okay. I'm with you, Jamie. And I think it's the the old blood and probably both of us that it may be, may be a part of that too is as you watch this Blues team as of late, you, you kind of maybe wish there was a little bit more, maybe not crossing the line like David did, but but something like what Braden Shedden did the other day. You know, I think it, it's just my personality. I mean, this is way off the radar. It really doesn't pertain to anyone personally. But my son's had a hockey tournament in Chicago, Jamal Mayers, Matt Lashoff, there as coaches. And I got a call after the game. You know, Jamie, you were doing the game at Columbus. I was doing the, the studio here in town. And I got a call from, from Jamal and Matt, and they said, hey, your son may get suspended. He left the bench to start a line brawl. And I'm just like, what the <laughs> Wow. Chip off the old block, uh, baby. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> apparently a kid went after our goalie at the final buzzer, and he jumped the bench, Eric Goddard style, and uh, went after a kid, maybe faced a three-game suspension. My son called me crying, and I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, you upset? I go, upset? I'm so proud of you. Man. <laughs> I go, man, sticking up for your teammate, you may take a suspension. Oh, well, like what, what, you, what you told your team in that moment was, 
hey, no one, no one's going to mess around with you guys. And that, that team right now, you may have to face that suspension, but at the end of the day, they know if you've got to find yourselves in an alley in trouble, they're going to call Harper Vitale. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with this. And I, and I use that as an example simply because, you know, what David did, I mean, that can galvanize a group. What Braden Shen did fighting, you know, Reese Johnson the other day, that, that's the type of stuff that can galvanize a group and, and can really turn a season around. And not saying this was the reason the season got turned around, but never forget when Robert Fortuzo and Zach Sanford had a scrap there out at the mills. I think everyone was just so fed up, so fired up. And there was just like a, an, an intense passion to that practice that led to a fight. And everyone had to, you know, make up and kiss and make up and sing kumbaya and all this stuff. But at the same time, there was, there was a lot of passion. And I think at times right now for this Blues team especially, I think there just needs to be a little bit more passion like instilled in this group, somehow pumped into the blood where you have to just be completely unac- – it has to be unacceptable to, to the level of play, the effort of play, uh, the way they're defending, and something's got to turn this thing around. Yeah, Joey, I, c- I couldn't agree more. I said it on the broadcast the other day. To, you know, I love that Braden Shen stepped up. However, I'd like to see it be somebody different from time to time as well because I feel like that is the part that galvanizes the group is when – you know, I've always said when somebody does something that they don't usually do, that usually gets noticed more by teammates. Yeah, I think I heard you on the the post game there, Jamie. I think I think you pl- you laid it out really well, and I remember that as a player. I think you said something along the lines of, "At the end of that intermission, if you had to look your your captain in the eye, I mean that that's a that's a bad feeling where you knew you, your captain had to go to work and and be the one to change the momentum when you have you know." all these other guys on the bench that are completely capable and not only capable, but willing. I mean, you don't have to be a fighter. You know, you you remember the days where sometimes the the most transitional fights or the the fights that have really shifted momentum. They're the ones when Vladimir Tarasenko jumped a guy for hitting Jaden Schwartz. Heck, I remember when Sidney Crosby fought Matt Niskin in Dallas because someone got cheap shot at like that. You don't have to be a fighter. You don't even have to win the fight. I mean, no. they're so quick these days. They're 10, they're 12 seconds. Go in there. There's just Pfizer's. Start just start throwing. <laughs> and you know what? Eventually someone's going to fall down and your, your, your teammates are going to love you for it. Joe Vitale is joining us right now on the Fast Line on 101 at ESPN. Joe, what did you think of the ending for Jacob Verano, who was placed on waivers? And conversely, what do you think of the, the lineup changes, specifically with Pavel, Pavel Vucinevich going to center again? Yeah, number one, you know, Yaku Verana, great kid. I, I wish him well. Off the ice, just, he's a great personality, you know, but let, let's face it, it's a business, and he wasn't living up to the standard that Craig Berube had for him. I think he came in from Detroit last year. He had a lot of success. He was scoring goals. They had very high expectations for him this year, and, and he just he was underwhelming in a lot of different ways to the point where Craig Berube had to, you know, healthy scratch him. He did it multiple times. The message was clear. We need you to work harder. We need you to be the four-checker. You can't be the one high slot in the weeds waiting for the pass. Sometimes you have to be the aggressor. You have to be the pit bull. You can't just always be the spider on the outside. And and they told him that repetitively over and over and to the point where he was out watching from the Raptors and the message apparently still didn't get through. I thought he really struggled in that Chicago game. I thought, you know, because of his, you know, a little bit lack of effort, I think some goals went into the Blues net, you know, directly because of that lack of effort. And I think Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong simply just had enough. So you, you wish him well. You hope that he continues to learn in this process. And, and I wish him uh, all the best as he continues to move on. And I think that's the way the Blues feel about it, too. And, and his replacement now, of course, Pavel Buchnevich, never thought we'd see this, but taking off that Robert Thomas line, looking to spread the wealth across the top six right there. And, and Buchnevich's play center 
He was drafted as a centerman. The New, York, the New York Rangers brought him in as a center. He ended up transitioning to wing shortly after he got to New York. So I think he, he thinks like a centerman. He's, in, he's terrific in the defensive zone, a great 200-foot responsible player, uh, great awareness, great anticipation, everything you need to have, including speed, to be a guy and the driver of a line in the middle of the ice. So it'll be great to see him back in the middle, and, and hopefully they have some magic here tonight. Yeah, I agree, Joe. I, one last question for you, because I kind of, when I looked at the lineup today, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I don't like this. I was like perplexed and kind of intrigued because you have a line with the Buchnevich line that doesn't have a true centerman on their line, and then you have the Shen line that has three centermen on it. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts of that? When you look at that right away, like, what? how are you processing that? Well, I mean, listen, I think with the Hayes and the Shen specifically, those two have done very well together. I think I like, I like Kevin Hayes on the wing a little bit better because, keep in mind, you can still use him in the dot for face-offs because he's been the Blues' best face-off guy. That's been clear. You can still use him in the face-off dot, but I think at times Craig Berube hasn't seen enough out of him in the defensive zone. Uh, and as far as, like I mentioned, as a centerman, you have to be the driver of the line. You have to have the one with the speed to the middle of the ice, and you're pushing things back. And I think at times he, he lacks a little bit of that speed. So I do like him back on the wing there a little bit better. Um, you know, of course, then with, with Buchnevich, as I mentioned, you're the responsible 200-foot player. And I think Braden Shen can use a little bit more veteran help back there. I think that, you know, Braden's been around some, some young hockey players. He's been given the responsibility to kind of coax the, the, the younger group and, and the younger uh, generation of the Kairos and the, you know, the Thomases at times and, and, who, and whoever it be, the Jake neighbors. So I think that right now you're, you're trying to get your captain going a little bit from a production standpoint. So you put him around some veteran players. And, and I believe tonight truly that Craig Berube is really loading up those top three because we're going to see those, those three lines run repetitively, especially early on. I think he's going to try to get into a rhythm of running three was subbing in that fourth line every now and then, of course, with Hugh McGain, who I thought was really well, played really well over the weekend. But I think that, you know, there, there lacks a little bit of rhythm right now offensively. And I think the coaches, a lot of times what they do, instead of running four right off the hop, you run three for the first, you know, five, six, seven minutes, get them in the rhythm of the game, and then you start moving in your fourth line. So wouldn't shock me one bit, and I think that's why they kind of loaded up on that Shen line. Joe, good stuff, man. We're looking forward to listening to you tonight on the broadcast uh, alongside Chris Kerber on the Blues Radio Network 101 ESPN. Have a great call. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good, boys. You guys have a great week as well. Thanks, Joe.